Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Reed, um, first and foremost, nice to meet you finally on our show. I know you've talked to Ryan a billion times. I haven't got the chance to talk to you, but I appreciate your work on BetQL. It's awesome stuff. And, of course, I'm going to do a little spoiler here because I, I read your piece on Poirier versus McGregor, and I was so happy when I got to the end because my counterpart has Poirier winning this in the second round by knockout, mind yeah. you. Yeah. It's foolishness. I know McGregor's been crazy recently in well these previous couple years or so, but he is back on his game. He does not like getting embarrassed. Please tell Ryan why McGregor's going to win this fight. Okay. So, so Ryan, you think that history is going to repeat itself? We get a second-round knockout from Poirier? Yep. Okay, Okay. listen, I think that if this fight starts to drag into the later rounds, yes, Poirier could come on and take that fight. But the issue is, if you go back and watch that first round, Connor had his leg compromised. That, that was obvious. But he also rang Poirier's bell a little bit. Poirier admitted post-fight, you know, Connor got me, and if he advanced, he probably would have really hurt me and maybe taken me out. So I'm still confident the striking's there for Connor. It's more his strategy in the fight. He needs to throw his own leg kicks. You know, Poirier out threw more leg kicks. 19, he threw 19 more leg kicks than Connor in that in the two rounds they fought. So if Connor comes in with a better strategy, I trust his striking more than anything in this fight. And look, I mean, I bet first round knockout plus 350, second round knockout plus 660. And I just don't see how Connor's a dog in this. I think that his striking is far superior than Poirier's. And he's going to be able to finish this fight early. And he looks great right now, but are you worried at all about his cardio? Just because, I mean, like with Dustin. And the other thing, I mean, I'm more just into Dustin, and, and, and maybe it's narrative-based. Like Everything Dustin, is narrative-based with you. Dustin needs the fight. He keeps talking about he needs to pay his bills. We look over here, look over at screen number three, and I got McGregor trying to sell me whiskey. The guy's Dustin, all about the money. Where Dustin, Dustin, <laughs> Dustin fights for a living. Ryan, Dustin has his own hot sauce line. Like, let's not act like he's so broke. And who the hell has he's ever fighting, tried it? He's fighting McGregor. <laughs> you think he's not going to get paid? He doesn't need this fight. He has a hot sauce line. Are you worried about the cardio at all, Reed? So, I will say that, yes, if the fight goes maybe into the third round, the championship rounds, then Connor can find himself in trouble. But if you remember his rematch against Nate Diaz, that went the distance, and he put it together against Nate Diaz. And look, I'm not comparing Diaz and Poirier. I'm not saying that those guys are in the same breed. Poirier is a championship-level fighter. Nate Diaz is a, uh, just a tough guy. But Connor put that on, and yes, he gassed out towards the end, but he was in that fight the whole time, and he came in with a strategy. He executed. He chopped down on Nate Diaz's leg. If you go back and watch that fight, his leg looked like cottage cheese. It was all messed up. Ugh. So for – for me, I think Connor's going to come in with the motivation. I actually would counter that this fight needs more to Connor than just to Dustin. That's what I'm saying. If, if Connor loses, what do you do with him? Because right. you're only you're only as good as your latest winning streak, right. right? You get McGregor off of two losses. Where do you really place him? Because he's almost larger than the UFC at this point. Absolutely. If he wins, if you if he wins, you're back in the uh, title contention. Right. And so you know who's really rooting for Connor, and I don't care what he says, is Dana because he needs Connor more Absolutely. than Connor needs Dana, Absolutely. though. So you, you know another fighter that I really like it, when we start talking about dudes that could actually market themselves and that are up and coming. I'm a big Sean O'Malley guy. Don't really want to uh, back him as a minus 900 favorite. But still, any other fights that you're looking at, whether it's uh, on the prelims, on the undercard, anything else you like? 
So, yeah, there, there are a few I like, but I'll just touch on O'Malley really quickly. He should not be laying this kind of price. I know. He's not, he is not the easy throw-in, you know, beef this parlay up $10 guy. This guy, Matinho, he is unheralded. This is his debut. He's taking on 10 days' notice. But he has a grapple offense that, for a guy like Sean O'Malley, who's trying to treat this like a showcase, like an all-star game almost, like I'm going to knock this guy out with something crazy, Matinho could maybe catch him off guard and surprise him. So I would not go near Sean O'Malley. I may even throw a flyer on Matinho just – just because the price is too far. You yeah, know? you get six to one right now at MGM, man. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, exactly. So I've seen worse bets than Matinho money line. You know, you could look like an idiot, but that's kind of been the UFC. You know, you kind of look dumb sometimes. But another fight that I like is the co-main event, Stephen Thompson versus Gilbert Burns. Yeah. I don't like laying favorites, but I think this matchup really plays to Stephen Thompson's strength. He it has a four-inch reach advantage, is a jiu-jitsu maven, and I think he's going to chop down on Gilbert Burns' lead leg. He's going to, Burns' goal is going to be to get this to the mat and really put him in trouble. And I think Thompson can negate that, stick and move away at, at range the entire fight. And I think he wraps up a decision victory, maybe even a third-round finish. So Thompson at minus 160 right now, that is a bet I'm interested in. I don't like laying that chalk, so I'm probably going to look to parlay him elsewhere on the board and there are a few more favorites if you guys want me to touch on a, a yeah. few other ones that yeah, I like. do. absolutely especially if we're uh, fading greg hardy because i can't stand the guy so i like to bet against that, him. that that was the, that was the next one i was going to talk about tied to ivasa again greg hardy's a monster he's going to come in looking huge but to is a knockout artist himself and i think he could take the punches from greg hardy greg hardy's beating up on these weaker opponents and to isn't a contender by any means but He's a legit pro who could pack a punch. So I see Tuivasa handling Greg Hardy's offense. And even if they both get gas, which happens at the heavyweight division sometimes, he'll have the offense to keep chugging this along. I mean, he's only sitting around minus 140 right now. I think that line should be closer to minus 200. So like that is, that is a way I try to bet favorites in the UFC that are over minus 120, for example. I'll look at two favorites I like and just put them together. I know that increases your variables. But if I think that both are being undervalued, I have no problem trying to put them together and get a plus money payout rather than laying the chalk. What are your thoughts on this card? You know, if, I, I mean, I'm excited for it, but don't you feel like for a McGregor card, maybe we should have some, I don't know, maybe some bigger fights? Or, or do you disagree with that? Yeah, you know, it, it is a bit of, you know, you would think you want to put McGregor next to a title fight, right? But you could sell this McGregor fight on its own. I mean, right. there's no belts involved. But you could still sell it as, oh, it's Conor McGregor. This is fight of the year. So there are some exciting fights on the undercard, on the prelim card. But for a main card, it is a little underwhelming. Right. I mean, the Thompson-Burns fight should be, honestly, a banger. It's going to be a great fight. But, yeah, there's not a lot of big name power. Like, Greg Hardy's getting the third, third, you know, third to the top fight, which to me is that's lazy because I don't think Greg Hardy's good at all at, right. at, at MMA. But he's the name and stuff. So... Again, a lot of these pay-per-views come together with scheduling because these, you know, these guys take six months off at a time, sometimes a little bit less. So sometimes they don't come together, but I still think this is going to smash records just because this is the trilogy fight everyone wants to see, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm just glad that we got fans back too, man, in the yeah. arena because you know everybody's going to travel for McGregor.